Cheers. Cheers, Brian. Hi, everyone. Uh, we've got a little bit of a different show for you here today. Uh, we're going to talk about a trade, something we've been hinting at on the show for way too long. We're, we're finally doing it. We are, yeah. We're actually going to divert from the, the formula a bit. We're going to give you a little bit more content this week. It is comic book day, so naturally, on top of all the other comic book shit that I do on Wednesdays, I'm fucking talk about a goddamn book, too. Yeah, we've got uh, two of your hosts, Justin Jones and Brian Wing. Oh, yeah, they know us, man. They, <laughs> they know us. But just in case you are a first-time listener, we are them. Uh, this week, we're talking about Mr. Miracle. We are talking about Mr. Miracle. We've got the trades right in front of us. Yeah, Tom King, Mitch Gerard's. Uh, these guys have been, a lot of people like this book. A lot of people talked about this book. Yeah, one of the highest rated books last year. Yeah, it's, uh, very well reviewed. And I finally, now that the trade's out, we picked us up a copy and now, uh, actually had the chance to read it. So now we're going to... We've talked <laughs> a little bit off, uh off the mic about this and i think we have very conflicting ideas on this one yeah no uh this is a justin book not a brian book doesn't mean i didn't like it just i didn't know i don't know dick about this character so i'm gonna go ahead and like i don't know a gosh darn thing about mr miracle i went into this completely yeah, blind i uh i know that i've enjoyed what i've read of tom king so far and being that i haven't heard a bad word about this book i figure why not so I read it, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's discuss, shall let's, we? Uh, let's break down some of the writing and the art styles before we really jump into this. Okay. So we do have Tom King's writing, and reading this, as people who've been listening to us from the very beginning, all three of you, uh, <laughs> I, I only got back into comic books, what, September? So it's been a long time. Yeah. And so I don't really have a whole lot of reference points for Tom King, but now I've read a lot of Batman. I've read Heroes in Crisis, and I've read this, and Tom King has a style. He, he has a formula that he is true to, and this is the epitome of a Tom King book. Seemingly. A lot of his dialogue is a very staccato style writing, very short, cut off, next line, next line, stop. I like that. I don't like getting lost in a talk bubble. I, I, I enjoy that style very much. Definitely. Very, very much. Definitely. Uh, the, the thing that can be deterrent for a lot of Tom King, uh, I wouldn't say haters, but non-fans, would be, it's not necessarily the, the short bubbles, it's the pacing of it all. Yeah, he, he definitely. Has, he's got a very unique pacing style to his books. And, and he likes to throw in these like really human, awkward moments. Like, yeah. Like, later on, when you've got some of these Furies yelling at him, like, oh, we'll kill you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's just like, I, it, it's a different style, and I don't think it's for everybody. I Now I know why there's a lot of naysayers on Tom King. I'm not saying I agree with that. I like Tom King. He's a phenomenal writer. But you were saying he was a novelist, right? Yeah, no, this this definitely like that just shows confirms that I've never read any of his novels. I, like I said in the beginning, I don't read it unless it's got fucking doodles on it, man. Like <laughs> I just don't have time to read books without pictures. Don't interest me. Yes, take that for what it is. I'm not an idiot. I just like pictures. Yeah, I like books, but yeah. I mean, since I've been reading comics, I've read a fair share sh fewer. 
Um, yeah, well, that'll happen when I tell you uh, I hold a gun to your head and said you're doing this podcast. Like, that's, that's so going to happen. <laughs> overall, you weren't a big fan of this book, right? Uh, I wasn't as big of a fan as I hoped I would have been. Fair. And it was really hyped up. I mean, that's a lot of, a lot of expectations. Yeah. Me, I, I didn't really know what to think. I, I, I've seen a few things, you know, a lot of like, oh, well, you know, Eisner Award winner. It's, you know, it's the best book. It's a must read. Well, I remember the lines at the Comic-Cons for these guys. Out the fucking door to meet Tom King and Mitch Gerards. And at that point, they were... Sorry, I can't say his last name. I got a speech impediment. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Gerards? Yeah. Gerards? Whatever it is. Gerards. But, um... Yeah, no, it's it's like... The, I think there were only like issue six at this point at Comic Con last year, yeah, okay. something like that. And it was like a line throughout that it was it was the biggest line throughout the whole thing for anything, everything was to meet Tom King and Mitch Gerards. So I only had Batman books. I got I'm not even gonna lie, no shame in my game. I went up and I was like Mitch Gerards, I don't know who you are, but I hear people like you. So I shook your hand. And I said I don't have anything for you to sign. Because <laughs> they were, at, you had to wait in the same line to meet two of them. So, yeah. I don't know. But the fact is, is that yes, people dig these two as a duo. I am actually very excited to read Heroes in Crisis six this week because it's Tom King and Mitch Gerards on that issue. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, but we got to talk about Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Let's start it off. Let's. This comic book starts oh. off. Fucking weird, man. Really jumbled, and we've got like this TV static, and we've like got this... visually jumbling. It is, it is, it, That's yeah. It's like something that confused me through the book. graphics. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we can we can talk about that, but it starts off with a little bit about apocalypse and what's the other place? Oh boy, I don't remember. A new Genesis. New Genesis, yeah. Uh, so we've got the High Father, and we've got Dark Side. You know, we've got good and evil. Uh, we've got, you know, this hundred year war that's costing billions of lives. Well, the way they finally end it is both the High Father and, and Dark Side trade sons. You know, Dark Side's son is going to live with the High Father and be raised in heaven, while the High Father's son is going to be raised in Dark Side and live in hell. Uh, we've got the story about how our, our boy, who hasn't been given a name yet, who was named later on as Scott Free as a joke by Granny Goodness. Because he keeps trying to escape, mm-hmm. um, you know, scot free. You know, mm-hmm. and, well, he does eventually escape. Uh, he meets Thaddeus Brown, uh, you know, yeah, Mr. the other original Mister Miracle. When he dies, he takes up his mantle and he becomes the escape artist. Uh, he's married to Big Barda. He has his friend Oberon. Everything's happy, healthy. Life is good. Can we just point out how much uh, Thaddeus Brown looks like Mitch Trods? Uh, yeah. No, I guess, yeah, he does. Yeah. That's true. Just... Ooh, confirmed. Mm-hmm. Get them t- tinfoil hats out, boys. And then we cut to this panel of, uh, of Dark Side Is. And that is a really heavy theme of especially, well, throughout the whole comic, but especially this first issue. And then we get Scott Free. We have Mr. Miracle. His mask pulled off. His gloves are off. Sleeves are rolled up. And he's bleeding from the wrists. Oh. He has slit his own wrists. And then we get... Them going to the hospital, and if you notice how we have this one panel. Well, hold on, no, we get something in between. This is we some... do, we do. Uh, what so... the shit is this? Is this guy is a kid, or what does this represent here? We get a panel of some kid in school, and he talks about how he's seen the face of God. No, and he's uh, teacher says something. 
Like, so, we, we get the most dialogue throughout the whole story, like in this, like it's, it's not. I think this is because this whole book is riddled with philosophical uh, quandaries, it, it, heavy, and this one's in there saying you know, about all the children are writing, drawing pictures. The teacher asks all the children to what they've drawn, and one of the kids says, "I drew, I drew God." The teacher says, "But nobody knows what he looks like." And the kid and says, says, "Until, until now." I think this is supposed to be skirting towards him death. He, he his, his death. Okay. He saw the face of God. Is this is this so this kid? Is this supposed to be Scott then? I think it's supposed to be a representation. Obviously, he never went to a classic school. He was raised on Apocalypse with Granny Goodness. I don't think this is supposed to be exactly him, but it's supposed to be a representation of him. You know, okay. it's because to be... of like the little circles on like his uh, the way he's drawn right. represents the Mister Miracle to me. So exactly. that's I... I think it's more of a metaphorical representation. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of those questions. And uh, we so. have them doing CPR on him. Uh, being, an, I, I was an EMT for a while. You don't ever do CPR on somebody who's alive. So he died. He definitely died. And this is him in the ambulance. They, they are able to resuscitate him. But we've got Big Barda crying in the ER with strangers. And we've got our first hint of Dark Side is on this panel. Well, mm-hmm. we've got it before. But, and if you keep reading this Dark Side is keeps popping up a little bit more frequently and frequently. Is, is, it, is, it, is there a pattern to it? Like, is, is... It, it just it just starts coming more and more frequently, if you'll notice. And then until we get, you know, see how it starts getting two on each panel, and then more and more, and then more and more, and then we have a whole page of Dark Side Is. So, so t- would that be just a fancy way of just showing Scott Free's final moments until actual death? Okay, or... so... We have him, he, he does live, he's got his bandages, he's trying to have this like somewhat normal life with Barda, uh, he's got his brother coming up to him, you know, beating the crap out of him, stand, okay, knocks him down, stand, okay, knocks him down, stand. Just... This is actually my favorite part, well, my second favorite part of the whole book, is the confrontation here, and then with Orion and Big Barda as a confrontation as well. And then I, I think again, I think this is a, lot, a, a strong metaphorical representation of life knocked you down, get back up. Life knocked you down, get back up. Suicide's not the answer because you know he tried to kill himself in the very beginning. And I, I will say that if suicide or graphic imagery is not your forte, this book is not for you. Uh, this book is or it heavy absolutely on it. is. Uh, maybe well, this is what you need. Maybe, but then we start noticing during an interview and an escape attempt and we start seeing all this glitchiness in reality you know we, we've we got this weird fuzzy filters on all these panels yeah yeah um and for the the people that didn't have big tvs like us back in the day like tvs do actually they don't just always work right right <laughs> and then we cut to this big panel of dark side is and i'm gonna get back to that i think this is like a heavy representation of the story but we haven't quite got there yet um, so we show Scott walking with his father, you know, his father hurriedly tried to kill himself. Um, but his father, who he doesn't really know as well, as, as far as I get, I mean, I, I don't, again, I, I haven't read Mr. Miracle before. This is my only, mm-hmm. only draw to it. And then it cuts to, you know, okay, so we got him talking to his father and his father's not really around. He's got this other war. He's got other stuff. He's not there for Scott. No, just more emotional baggage for him, but just very blasé about it. Okay, I get it. That very staccato, 
cut, cut, cut. And then we've got him with a, uh, a pair of inescapable handcuffs that his friend Oberon is putting on him. And we're getting more of this dark side is, dark side is, dark side is. And then Barda comes in and says, Scott, are you okay? Because they're... Oberon's dead. He died of cancer from all the cigars months ago. You were there. So this is definitely showing him disassociated from reality. This is him coping with PTSD, with okay. depression. And we get another one of... Is that... No, that's not... Hey, hey. You know, Big Barda not really addressing the problems of depression, just trying to live on as a normal life, and him trying to cope on. They haven't addressed the fact that he tried to kill himself. But he's called to high heaven, or new genesis by the high father. Uh, his father is dead, and Oberon has called them for war. You know, they killed the high father. It, it's time to go to battle. So Yeah, because of the, uh, what do they call it, the... What's that shit that the something ah uh, formula? The anti-life equation. Yeah, that's the thing. Right. So he. That's. I mean, you get a you get a moment of where well, you know, when they're lock, dad and Scott are walking along the beach. Right. He's Saying, explaining well, we, the anti-life. War is back. Right. He's got the anti-life equation. We have to yeah. fight him. Okay. The anti-life equation is supposed to be the the antithesis of anything good. You know, it's supposed to be pure despair, pure pain, pure evil. You know, just like Dark Side. Um, then we cut to Mr. Miracle. He's he's fighting the war. Now, here's one thing that lost me. Usually when they have these all-white backgrounds, they're on Earth. And when they have these all-black backgrounds behind all the panels, they're on the fourth world. But in this one, you know, they have the big battle, but they're all white. It seems to be an inconsistency that I only now noticed. Yeah, see, I was... Um... There's a. I have a feeling there's a pattern to this storytelling that I just haven't cracked. There, there's a lot of that. Um, so yeah, you've got him fighting for New Genesis, but you've got his brother Oberon, who is kind of giving his flaunting his power. You will kneel before me, Scott, and you can show that Scott's like, no, you're my equal. I don't want to kneel, but Bardic, you know, kind of casually convinces him. They kneel. Um, and he says that he has a plan to win this war. And he wants Big Barda and Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, to go back to Apocalypse and kill Granny Goodness. Uh, well, they're, well, they're there. Do you have something? Yeah, I, I missed something. Yeah. Um, Orion is... Orion is... Okay, he's the other boy that was traded. He's Darkseid's son, okay. who was given to the High Father to live on New Genesis. So he lived in heaven, even though he's the son of evil. But that's that's his brother, but it's not really his brother. It's his brother because it was raised by his father. Okay. And we we did allude to earlier that there was a prophecy that Orion was going to be the one that would kill Darkseid. We'll get back to that later. Okay. So gotcha. we, we do have Big Barda and we have Mr. Miracle in Apocalypse, they're talking to Granny Goodness, and it almost seems like a reunion. She open, she accepts him with open arms, like, oh, my boy, my girl, you're here, you grew up so fast, why they let you grow? And you have them at dinner, she's obviously evil, she has this other person that she's starving to death, puts food right in front of him, making other people watch him. Like, she's not a good person, but she has this motherly background, or this motherly attitude towards these characters, even though these characters should hate her. Scott's kind of accepting of it. Like, this is the only, like, mother he's had. 
You don't really have any other parents. Yeah, and then, uh, okay. And we've got Granny Goodness knocks out Big Barda and talking to Mr. Miracle. And she says, this is all a setup. Orion told me you were here to kill me. But I didn't want to kill you. you know, you're my sweet little boy. Big, Big Barda gets up and, you know, bashes her in the head, kills her. He lets it happen. Yeah, he, he seems to be very just, like, separated. Very agnostic about everything just, just doesn't care yeah no um, it's uh he seems pretty pretty just uh well, yeah carefree i guess would be maybe they should change his name to carefree uh... so she's knocked out and they do have the execution of granny goodness uh orion slits her throat yeah so um, at this point i mean she is confirmed dead she like is... there is no question that granny's dead yep she is definitely dead and it's a sweet we have this little story sequence of the be- beheading though like that is yeah but that it's, is... It's, again notice this glitchiness like this is where reality starts to distort um and then we have a story about christmas that uh, was told to scott by granny goodness and he can't sleep you know he just keeps thinking about the story and he gets up and he's taking his pills and they hint at through here that you know he's taking his paranoid pills I think, you know, he's going through anxiety. He is going through anti, antidepressants. You know, he's n- n- nothing's good with Scott right now. This is a man who is definitely suffering, even though they haven't really addressed it. And he's visited by... Forager. Yeah, yeah. And he's telling him that Orion prevented them from going to him. But Orion is killing all of her people, and they want to follow Scott now. But you have... Who's this white guy again? Um... Uh, what was his name light ray yeah light ray shows up and you know he orders forager to death you know he's betrayed orion he's betrayed the high lord or high father and he murders him and just god again like jesus a sip of milk jesus yeah he's he's so separated from he's everything. very separated like just everything seems kind of to happen before him but without him yeah definitely yeah uh, that's a good way of putting Again, it. Again, you know, we and then we have Mr. Miracle doing what he does. You know, he's performing. He's escaping these deaths. Uh, I think this is kind of a representation of this is a man who's dead inside who only feels alive when he's inches away from death. Yeah, yeah very and much even so. Had I mean, the, that would make sense being an escape Earlier, but even though it was something we kind of just skipped over, was this interview on, like, this talk show. It's like, like oh, well, we heard about your little incident. You want to tell us about that? Like, oh, well, I just, I tried to escape death. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of like the whole thing with this whole book is um, that you know he tried to escape death in the beginning, and whether or not he actually escaped death is yep. the really the, the whole theme of this whole book. Um, yeah, no, there's a that 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 talk show interview really set the pace for the whole book, and we kind of fudged up by not talking about that in the beginning, but here we are talking about it now. Speaking of fudging up, you're going to have to excuse any background noises you hear right now. Yeah, Apparently we've got, we got some, some construction. construction going on, fucking assholes. And the dog's itchy right now. Super itchy. <laughs> A lot of background noise. We'll just try to talk over it, I guess. Sorry. But in the meantime, Mr. Miracle... I'm going to kind of skip over a lot of this. We've just got, like, the this everyday whole... life of Scott. And yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a very Tom Keenness to his characters. He doesn't he doesn't always show the high-flying action of a superhero. He really shows their human side of it. A very cynical human side of it. Well, I mean, that's what the whole it. sanctuary is. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting this. These are people who've seen some shit and done some shit. We're seeing the mental 
drag, the mental disorders that it, it brings on these people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we are visited by Orion again, and Orion believes that Scott is uh, a traitor. Yeah, that, so he's he's sentenced to trial. To death or trial, and he chooses trial, and they're going to have and it in his home. This this right here is probably... I, I, I got mixed up earlier when I said that one sequence was my second favorite. It's this coming sequence. It's, my, it's the trial, um, and the true or false. We do not care what you believe, or we, you know, we don't care what you know, we care what you believe. Right. Uh, whether you know will play no part, in, or it will not damn nor um, free you from any accusations. Yeah, just true or false. We don't care about your beliefs and or ifs. I don't so knows. We get an amazing, I think it's really just the best, a lot of people, I mean... I guess from a distance, it would look extremely amateur writing, but when you like break it all down into context and the way it's done with the nine-panel form here, you know the the, the the trial. I mean, I really like this. Like, it's true or false? Hold on, I need a carrot. Crunch. Okay, go on. And then you know they're that, ha- again they're having like this tensions building up. Hold on, that's the door. Oh, here's your package. Yeah, like, he, he's, he gives no dams. Nope. No dams whatsoever. And the trial's in his home, too. And so, I like, like that he's... because when is life ever like a movie? When does it ever play out? There's always those little moments that escape mm-hmm. or those little interruptions. And yeah. Tom King's willing to show that, and I, I like that. And I'm glad you mentioned the carrot crunch because the carrot becomes my favorite character in the whole <laughs> Fair, fair. He does show up quite a few times. Yes. Go ahead. So anyway, after this whole trial, Orion kind of gets him into a whole mind game of like, well, you... You said that you might be infected by the anti-life equation, right? True. And are you an agent of Darkseid? No. Would an agent of Darkseid say he's not an agent? True. And just a whole mind game. And then Orion says, well, you are committed to death. I will kill you in two days. Yeah. You'll report to me for execution. In three days. And yeah. then we just kind of have Scott... Be pretty much a whole issue of us... Him, yeah. like, anticipating his execution. Yeah, we've got uh, Funky Flashman, who's trying to sell it as... He's he's, uh, he's Mr. Miracle's hype man. Yeah, he's his agent. Like, okay, well, yeah. you know, we can't have the new gods and Earth being at war. We need each other. So we're going to have this being, you tried to escape death, but you were rescued. Somebody else helped you. So now you're going back at it, and the High Father is going to assist you. It's going to be a great honor, and you're going to see if you can escape or not. That's how they're trying to sell it. And Big Bart is just kind of going along with it this whole time. They're still, you know, having their sexy time. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's... <laughs> that's. I think that's going to end up being a pretty iconic panel, to be honest. Fair, the, fair. But even yeah. more iconic for me would be page 119 in the trade. We've got this part where he's like, well, hey, do we have a song, you know, that song that met play when we first oh, met? Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, the well, no. Screams honey, in hell. <laughs> we, live, we met in Apocalypse. Only sound we had were the screams of the damned. Yeah. And so, hey, Motherbox, can you play the screams of the damned? And just, oh, no, God, tell me why, why? And just <laughs> them, you know, sitting there anything. laughing. I'll give you anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, good times. My eyes are bleeding, and they're just twirling really their just hair shows the, the psychological <laughs> fucked upness that these characters have. Uh, I would, uh, big Bartimore in anyone, man. Like, she's she's a bad bitch. Yep. Uh, when we got that, I'm so glad that I read this book, because now I can have that female furries Matina cover I have on my wall. When I did that, I was like, I don't know this person. Well, I didn't read this until right. then. So yep. now I'm like, oh, now I know who that bitch is. It's hanging on my wall. There you go. That's there a, you go. That's a fucking sweet cover. And again, right, yeah. we just go through the three days, 
And even Scott's telling Barda, if you tell me to stay, I'll stay. Well, you know I can't do that. It'd be a war. And, you know, just them constantly trying, or, or Scott trying to have that moment, trying to have his it's okay to go moment, stuck in traffic. Okay, well, we'll go up to the top of this hill. We'll try to look at the lights. Oh, there's no stars. Just There, there is no moment. This is life. This is reality. And I, that's what I like about Tom King. He's, he's able to, to show that really human, really real side of everything. Yeah. And so we have them. They're going to make love for one last time. Funky Flashman shows up. Oh, yeah, you need to skip way forward. 31? 131? Is that where we're at? 131. All right. Uh, Funky Flashman shows yes, up, he and he's got the High Lord's guards in there to escort him to his death, and Big Barda strolls out naked and just just murks these guys. You know? Yeah. She tells him to stay. So, Scott's going to stay. Mr. Miracle's still around. And we have them incinerating the two bodies of the guards, and you know they're going to bring war on them. So they have this, like, separated conversation. Big Barda talking about how she wants to redo the condo, they're breaking into the High Lord's facilities. They're killing all these guards, but they're not like putting any work into it. They're talking about, oh, we need to oh, redo the condo. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna cut out the closet. We're gonna take half the living room. We're gonna have another bathroom. We're gonna have another bedroom. They get into like a whole okay, hoarding why conversation. Why do we need this? <laughs> well, we don't need all this stuff. Yeah, but it's stuff we have. Yeah, but we don't need it. Blah 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 blah. And I I just felt it the whole time. I'm like, oh god, she's pregnant. Like, she wants a whole another bedroom. Okay, I get where this is going. And yeah, we get to the scene where she's like, Yeah, Scott, so I'm pregnant. Yeah. And if you notice, like, we haven't really had any glitches up until this point until we get to the High Father. And he's dead. Darkseid killed him. Yeah. And this this is the part I don't quite really get. Okay. Is suddenly he's sitting over him and we have all this glitching. We got Darkseid is and we got Darkseid does, does not do. And he says, Barda, I saw it. I wasn't looking, but there it was. I saw the face of God. Okay, so... And Metron earlier, which we kind of skipped over, had told him, Do, you cannot look into the face of God. You're not allowed to see the face of God. Why is that being brought up now? I mean, is this... I have, that's, I, that's where that's, I am confused. See, well, and that, that's, that, that whole concept, the, the the whole face of God thing throughout this book has confused me when I brought up the kid thing earlier. I was like, I don't even right. know who this kid is. He just looks like a young version of Scott Free, but we all know that would not be Scott Free. This book is very heavy on the metaphoricals. Dude, dude. Uh, I, I think one part we skipped over was uh, they were talking about how there is, I think, therefore I am. You know, well, Scott's able to think. Therefore, he must be alive, right? Because the whole... That comes from mm. uh, Descartes' first law of psychology. And he, in that one, they, they talk about how if I'm asleep, how do I know that my dreams aren't more than my reality? How do I know that when I'm not awake, any of this is real? But I think, I question. Therefore, it must be real because I must be real. And that's just the first law of philosophy by Descartes. Hmm. And then later on, we've got this talk about how there's two painters. Uh, there's the apprentice and the master. And the apprentice believes that he's better than the master, so he challenges into a competition. And they have this competition. And first, the apprentice pulls off the curtain, and it's some grapes. But they're just grapes. They're well-painted well, uh, grapes, but they just look like grapes. 
But then the birds start flocking to these grapes and are trying to eat them because they think they're real. If they think they're real, then that's good enough, right? Okay. Gotcha. So Scott, he might be under the anti-life equation. He could be dead, but this feels real to him. Hmm. So that's good enough for him. This is a man who is willing to just accept that this might not be Barda. These might not be his children, but it's good enough. It seems real. Yeah. All right. We don't have nine months before the the birth, though, because the next issue, we have the birth of his son. Yeah, seriously. It's just right there. I mean, you get the frantic driving to the hospital. Like, you actually get some more... I mean, the whole time, you're expressing, like, the human side, but at the same time... A lot of a lot of these emotions that Scott Fear is showing aren't human emotions. Like that's not how a normal person would act in that scenario. Like so disassociated from exactly. everything. Exactly. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden he's like right back in it again. It seems like every time Barda, maybe that, maybe. But even here, like birth of his son. Okay, I'm waiting. Oh, your friends are here. Okay. Yeah, you're crazy. Okay. Yeah, they gave me this knife. Yeah. I think they want to kill us. They're just very disassociated, just very blasé about everything. Right, except for just the initial scene of him pulling up to the hospital. Like, he's got that, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, right. oh shit, look, dad look on his face. Yeah, but true. then, But then that's, it seems like once they get out of the car, it's just like back to, ah, fucking whatever. It's and another baby. Oh, yeah. this one's my baby. What do you know? Huh, I know that guy. I made him. Uh, get some chips. Like, it's just... I don't, I don't, I don't understand the, the, the pacing with the, I don't, with his carefreeness. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to interpret there. A lot more, I think, that we can really go into. Yeah. And the story just continues to be a little artistic. We've got, well, you know, Mr. Miracle cut, we have the birth of the child. We've got, you know, the Furies there. And they've got this knife that was able to actually cut uh, Barda's skin because no surgical implement can hurt her. Yeah, and it but was then like... there's umbil- some umbilical cord. Wasn't well, it made from like dark seed skin or, so- or dark side skin or something like that? I forgot what it was made out of, but it comes uh, in... Uh... It, it will come up later. Yes, it will. Right. And we've got, you know, we've got the birth of the child. They've got the name, it's Jacob... Cool. Moving forward. Well, I, I like how he is actually like naming off all these terrible Axel names. Blow. Like, what yeah. about Wonderful Woman or Star Razor or, yeah. or just like as the, if those are just normal names yeah. to suggest. Yeah, From Blood Goblin. I don't know. I just made that one up. And, and then he, he just like comes to like what about like Frank or whatever the fuck the kid Jacob's ladder Jacob, because yeah. that was the big ladder that would send them to freedom from oh, apocalypse. Oh, okay. So gotcha. that's like oh, well, it's a symbol of freedom. So yeah, it's just so weird. Like they didn't like segue into crazy names and yeah they just like oh i'm gonna all these crazy drop yeah yeah (laughs) once again don't understand the pacing but okay so we do have the birth of his child um and now we've got the war with the fourth world uh with dark side because mr miracle is now the high father he is now the living heir to the throne and we've got these like brutal pink vibrant colors really brutal uh story but then we, we've also got cuts with him and his son and funky fresh man and it's just his home life and his family life and page 189 is one of my favorite pages in comic books it's got funky fresh and or funky fresh man and scott and the baby and they have a little baby uh, batman doll inside the crib it's like no you can't have him they kill babies you know there's well, no, studies I- about infant death syndrome 
Yeah, well, it's just the way, like, the, this right here is perfect nine paneling here. Because you get the look on his face, like, he has the kid, he's getting ready to go set him down, and he gets that, like, what the fuck, funky! And then yeah. you hear, he's, like, that just grossed out looking down. That's and then, the beauty of these nine this? panels, is that you can really set the pacing for how this is read. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the, the, just... He's so repulsed that there's a little Batman baby. Yeah, I love this. The... I had a Batman. Everyone has a Batman. Batman doesn't kill babies. Yes, absolutely. They have studies. Batman kills babies. I just, <laughs> I just, uh, it's a fun little nod. It's 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 great. Batman kills babies. I don't know. There's something. I know that there's something more to that. I can't place it. I know that there's more to it. I'm kind of gonna like rush through a lot of this because a lot of it's just visual. Yeah, it, it's just again that that balance between him being father god and going against a war against dark side and trying to you know balance a family and balance being a father and trying to get everything together again and you know we feel like scott's kind of coming together that he's got his life back together and we cut to negotiations it's apocalypse and new genesis they're trying to have trees uh, peace treaties there's a lot of back and forth. There's a little bit of dialogue that goes um, great with these characters. But I'm going to skip to the very end of these uh, discussions. They reject all of his peace treaties or all of his terms. And Darkseid counters, says that he will pull back all forces. That he will give up trying to destroy reality. He will even give up the anti-life equation. All for their son, Jacob. He will have him. He will be the heir of Darkseid. And he will be raised on Apocalypse. Bum, bum, bum. That well, fucking page. Obviously, they would never think about doing that, right? Well. And we cut forward to Scott having a drink with some of the boys. He's thinking about it. <laughs> he sure is thinking about it. He's with uh, Booster, and I am I would just want to say it's just some random dude. I don't know who that other guy is. I don't think that's supposed to be. Oh, that is Beetle. I see it on there now. Oh, okay. That explains the blue and gold. Got the, the Beetle. All right. I would, all right. I missed that. I was half asleep when I read that part. I was hoping that would be... The, the reason why I didn't jump to Blue Beetle right off the bat is because the Blue Beetle that is now is uh, Jaime Reyes. Mm -hmm. This guy's not, not brown, so it didn't dawn on me. And the whole time I'm thinking, I was like, that really, they should have made that Blue Beetle. You know, that would have just made more sense. And here I am, standing corrected. All right, you know, I think this is the same Blue Beetle we're getting in Heroes Crisis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. So we got booster and gold, or blue and gold, or booster and gold, whatever the fuck. They so call. anyway, we have uh, we have Jacob's first birthday coming up, and we have Scott trying to talk about the deal with Bardo a little bit, but she's not having it. Doesn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, like completely dismisses it. And we've kind of shown that Scott's thinking about it because his birthday's on Sunday, but there might be a thing that comes up. He might have something to do, so have the cake done by Friday. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I kind of like that sequence there, like, the cake lady gives a shit, you know? <laughs> right. right. Just, like, she gives a shit. Like, yeah, so when you want it, sir? And it's just that, that very awkward, staccato-style writing again that I personally like. That I think that it really fits for the human side, that this distorted story he's trying to tell yeah no I, I i do dig that quite a bit i dig his dialogue i have always digged tom king's dialogue well we do cut out to uh bardo a lot of times when scott's having these existential moments and trying to talk to her she's always like looking at her mother box kind of like you know just today's reality of staring at your phone uh-huh mm -hmm. yeah sure 
And, you know, he's trying to say, well, we were raised on Apocalypse, and we turned out okay, right? You know, we're, we're good. We're happy. And Barda finally snaps. He's like, yeah, is that why I found you bleeding out by the toilet? They're finally having this conversation. They're finally addressing his suicide. And, you know, Scott kind of gives in. Uh, it's fine, fine. We'll have the birthday party. They had the birthday party. You know, we have this little bit of a moment, and eventually Scott says, you know, I had this moment. I was sitting there staring at my son, and I saw I saw his children and his children's children and all their children. I felt like he was looking at me, and he saw my father and his father and all their fathers, and everything just it made sense. Everything came together. He's not giving up his son. No. But yeah. it takes the grocery clerk's guy, though, to... <laughs> Right, right, right. Have like, that conversation with like, he's like, that's, like that's he, the thing that I actually really enjoy. He's like going through. He doesn't have anybody to talk to about this. Everybody's a super. Like, yeah. Uh, how do you talk about the lives of billions with a commoner? Like it just that's hard to have this conversation. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's talking to this guy. He's like, hey, so if I had to do this thing, what do you think I should do? Oh wow, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you should just take like what's going to bring more happiness. Is is you raising your son going to bring more happiness than the lives of billions? Then I guess you kind of got to do that. Do you have a rewards membership, by the way? <laughs> I just it's it's it is it's it's very very. I mean, this is exactly how I feel people would be like if you're working at Coles and Scott Free came up to you and had had this conversation. Are you really going to take that seriously? Yeah, no, you, you're going to feel like, the awkwardness no, dude, give, from it. Give me the. You, do you have the membership or not? <laughs> right, right, like, uh, I don't know, man. That's, that's pretty heavy. I guess you should do whatever makes you happy. Uh, yeah, so what was your phone number? You know, it's three ninety nine, man. Anyway. Yeah, what is he going to get? Hot dogs or something like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he was getting hot dogs. Um, yeah. Anyway. But they've got a master plan. They're, they're, they're going to fight. Uh... He's got comic books. That's what he, he's got toys and stuff. Oh, well, he's buying, buying the birthday yeah, gifts for his son. Okay, right. okay, Batman stuff. Yeah. Well, Batman they have a plan. He's like, well, we're going to fake that we're going to do this, and then I'm going to get with Darkseid, because I'm never going to get to Darkseid otherwise, and then I'm going to try to kill him, and I'll probably die trying. Okay, sounds good. And that's and that pretty much leads into the best issue, yeah, I think, I, of the whole... And I, I just love this. You know, they are off to fight a deity, and it's, of course, like, oh, do you have the grab, diapers? Grab the, the, the vegetable tray. You know, oh, I'm going to grab the vegetable tray. Did you have your mother box? God damn, I left my mother box. It's just like that reality of, mm. like, do you have everything? Nope, I forgot something. Because yep, you always forget something. And, but it's it's not like you're on your way to the park. Like, no, you're, you're on your way to deliver your baby, your only son, to, to the dark side. God. Right, to, right, right. To, to prevent a war. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is and they get there, like, oh, I'm going to search you for weapons. Do you have any weapons? No, I have a stroller and a diaper bag do you want to search for those yeah you're good well, well we got a vegetable tray and they're like ah no we're not worried about a vegetable tray and he's like ah you'd be surprised what happened with the vegetable tray and yeah. snap a carrot and i love this you got dark side just glyph crunch 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 all right crunch, and i crunch. and i i heard someone else say this a while back ago they were, i heard somebody review this and this is you know me oblivious to what this book was but i heard somebody mention this particular page here that you're talking about and the recurring vegetable tray and i i honestly think i forget who it was it was an i forget who it was that i heard talking about it but what their exact words were tom king wrote this whole book so mitch gerard's can show dark side eating a carrot and i believe that now <laughs> i do i, I, mean, I believe it was, it's, it, it's it was the worth, best page of the whole book it was worth the journey in my opinion it's the best page of the whole book it's just nine panels of a dip and scoop of dark side crunch 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 
Yeah, love it. We've got this, you know, story. You know that it seems like they're really gonna go through with it. You know, they've got the baby. The exchange you know, at, goes down. Said, hey, our, our troops have backed off. We're we're gonna go through with our we're side. Dark side's our really prisoners. gonna do it. Yep. Well, what about the uh, anti life equations? Like, ah, see, but that's knowledge, and he can't give up knowledge. But he pulls out his eye and hands it to him, saying, without his eye. He then can't, he do can't the, uh, uh, dual he can, beams or something like that. What yeah, he can't summon the beams that will finalize the spell. So he gives it to Bard, and Bard just crushes the the eye. Mister Miracle wants to say goodbye to his son, so he goes over there and he starts hugging him, saying, "It's gonna be okay, buddy." All right, honey, I got him. And Barda just flips up the uh, stroller, and they use a beam. Yeah. That, you know, they have this whole long dialogue. You know, this is the one thing I couldn't escape from. This is the one thing that was too dangerous. So we're gonna use it against you. And of course, Darth Side, Dark Side is just like, nah, fuck that. I, I'm I'm more powerful than that. Mm. And then they get him close. And Mister Miracle takes a beating. Barda takes a beating. It doesn't look good. No, they look pretty fucking. And then dead, out of the lie. vegetable tray, he pulls a knife. Because <laughs> what? And he what? stabs Dark Side through his missing eye. And they have this dialogue that says that. I got the idea from a knife that one of your furies gave us. You know, that that was made from the flesh of your skin. However, this knife was forged from the flesh of Orion, your son, the man that was prophesied to be your death. What do you know? He was after all. Yep. But it ain't over in this scene. Nope. We've got Metron showing up saying, good, good, you're here. Your final performance was a success. Take a bow. However, yeah, Metron was the, you the little hooded figure the whole time that was like, um, that's that's what I get out of it. He was the guy in the hood the whole time. That yep. reveal? Yeah. Okay, cool. The one now, that takes the baby. here's where it gets a little dicier on interpretation. So maybe I'm just reading too much into this, not enough into this. Uh, if we have anybody listening who has their opinions, please hit us up. Help I, I, us. I would love to have a discussion on this book. Anyway, Metron, Metron shows up and says, you shouldn't be here. There's another world. And he's shown us the current 52. Bard is there. Flash is there. Superman's there. Everybody's there. Mm-hmm. Even but Wally. What is his reaction? His reaction is just that dip, dip, crunch, crunch. What? And we get no more reference from that. And we've got him continuing to do his performances. We've got him being a father. He shaves. Life seems good. No, no, no. It's more than dip dip. It's the baby literally going, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking earlier about like, the how oh, the baby can't talk you, good. Did you say fuck in front of the baby? His first word's going to be fuck. He already has first words. Well, he's just going to fucking say it anyway as they continue to curse. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's just, it's great. Like, the look on that baby's face there, man. It's just, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was very well done. So we do have the story of uh, they're going through and they're beating Darkseid's armies. They're they're on their way to victory. But we've got Forager showing up again. Mm, he Avoided. was dead, though. Yeah, he was dead. But Tom, or not Tom, uh, Tom King is showing Scott still having this conversation with him. And if you look, he's, he's glitched out. He's weird, kind of like Oberon was. Mm. Oberon's dead too, and you know they've shown this slow decline against reality, and they're gonna have another baby. You know, Berta is girl. pregnant again, and it seems healthy, if a little big. <laughs> and then we've yeah, got Orion girl. talking to uh, Tom or talking to Scott, and here Orion is telling him that. You didn't escape death. You died. 
and you went to heaven. This is your heaven. This is the life that you forged for yourself. This is your personal heaven. You couldn't escape death. This is the one thing you couldn't escape. That's why you're here. But then you've also got Granny Goodness who shows up and says, no, this isn't your... This isn't your heaven. This is your hell. This is the hell that you couldn't escape from. And we cut to... Oh, here's the hot dog part. Oh, Um, the hot dog part. So they're out of hot dogs. Jake won't eat a whole lot. He's a picky eater like all kids really are. And uh, he has a vision of High Father. High Father is saying that, you know, this is... is You, you have been faced with the anti-life equation. It had affected you. It had warped your world. It had warped your reality. And Scott's only answer is to punch him, saying, fuck you. He spits in the face of God. I think this has some like serious theological um, connotations to it. Yeah. yeah? He sits him down like, you're not my father. Fuck you. You're not my God. And then he gets to home, and he has you know Jake eating a hot dog. He has a little family moment, and he's talking to Oberon, and he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're gone. He finally is able to have that release of letting go he has that final confrontation with Oberon he's finally ready to say his friend is gone his friend is dead and oh okay so I did screw up that whole I looked into my son's face and I saw his children the children before him and he saw me and the, a million looks um, that was at this part at the very end hmm. and you know Barda finally puts down her phone finally they have this connection and they're about ready to have sexy time hmm. and you know he says he can always escape and can you the end heavy book there's a lot in here and i think a lot of it's metaphorical a lot of it's theological uh i don't know if we can say for certain whether this was him affected by the anti-life equation if this is him in hell in in heaven if this is just him coping with ptsd i don't know um like i like i told you i read nothing into this fair, fair. i i read it for face value and maybe i read too much into this but no you probably this read is a it great correctly. conversative piece it is. No, I'm not going to lie. Like, I probably half-assed it just because it was a little too artsy. You're a man who, who wants to read a story and have all the answers come to a close. Yeah. I enjoyed I put this story down, and I just sat there for about 20 minutes just decompressing, just thinking about it. And still, I'm still thinking about it. And to me, that's a sign of a good comic, something that makes me think. And, I'm not, and the reason I don't like a book that has to be left to interpretation is because the way my brain works is if I didn't figure it out, figure it out, then I'm <coughs> stupid. I and... don't think that's the case. I think there's a lot of open-ended questions here. There, there's, He doesn't want to give you the facts. He wants you to think. He wants you to come to your own conclusion. Okay. Well, I feel better about this because like, I was bitter after reading this. I was like, oh, fuck it. I knew it. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the case at all. I think that... The... I can't say for certain, but I think Tom King was trying to make you question your reality make you question scott's reality i question my intelligence that's for fucking sure <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't think that was the, the the plan here all right well um if that wasn't the plan then he failed on my end um but that's a good thing actually so let's talk about some of the art what did you think about the art the art uh, was definitely extremely different. It's not like anything that you normally see. Like you know, it has its its tones of a normal comic book, and then all of a sudden Gerard's flexes and like he's just the master of digital art. Mm-hmm. Which, the dude has um, uh, a style that's just so him. 
Like it's it's Definitely. unmatched for sure. He's yeah. he's but he's he's also he could switch it up too. I think I I really like how when we're having a lot of these set into our world, the backgrounds are really detailed and they are just earth or a shopping mart or a playground. And then we've got these places in the fourth world. We've got on Apocalypse and on um, New Genesis how a lot of the backgrounds kind of blend. They take they take back seats and they've got these really drab, solid colors to them, but they're mm-hmm. accented by these bright reds and greens and yellows of Mr. Miracle. And they really stand out and they, they really set themselves apart from the rest of the panel. And we like I love that scene or that, that panel where you know he's going through on war on Apocalypse and he's killing all these things and you've got him in his like purple silhouetted suit with his bright green blood, you know, dripping from him. I, I just I really liked that contrast. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, the the only thing that really threw me off with the art was the glitching. Like I'm I'm, Again, st- I, I'm I still that's... there's a there's a pattern to this, and I'm mad that I haven't cracked it yet. I... There's no way there's not a pattern to this because it's way too fucking random, man. I, I there's something you... to it. There's something that needs to be broken down. It, and it... I know there's a nerd out there that doesn't have a goddamn life that will take the time to do this for me. Well, I'm so... looking forward to that. For me, <laughs> I interpret it as this is Scott questioning his reality, or this is his mental illness, you know, just seeping in, taking hold. Because hmm. it's always these parts when he's like most vulnerable and something really fucked up happens or he's addressing his suicide or he's addressing what's happened and it's just, everything's kind of breaking down. You know, it's so just, you actually, you do believe it's all random, the glitchiness. Uh, I don't know if I can say random, but I think it's it's to highlight you know, the PTSD or the mental illness that he's going through. Because hmm. right. a lot of this, you know, there's... Well, you just go so long without seeing it, and all of a sudden it's in an abundance, but still And sometimes it's and... when you would expect it, and sometimes it's in these, like, most normal moments. Right. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. When it happens, it looks really cool, because that's not an easy thing to do. That's That's a master of digital art working. But at the same time... Why? <laughs> it's it's unique. I like it. Um, I don't know if it's what I want to see in every comic, but no. For this story, I liked it. Now, no, it worked for this. I think I liked it because I don't really know much about Mister Miracle. If you were to take, say, the Flash and give him this kind of story, I don't know if I would have liked it. I don't know if I would have seen this being that kind of story for this kind of character. But being that I don't know anything about Scott Free, I don't really know much about Mister Miracle. It works for me. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing. There's one good thing that I really did get out of this book, because I'm going to continue to read Female Furies now that I know who Big Barda is. Yeah. Because she was actually cool. a pretty... I found her to be a pretty cool character in this. Another person I didn't... like. Uh... Yeah, I, I now know more about her than I've ever known about her. I didn't really know she had that much lore to her. Yeah, well, yeah, I know Dick about her. I just, I just like the way the, I, she's a bad bitch, dude. I really enjoyed that about her. Uh, she didn't carry herself like in a way that Wonder Woman does. Like she's, she's barbaric, but very just, independent, just yeah. very stoic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I really did enjoy her character. So if it, I will absolutely. I, I know it sounds like I didn't like this book. It's just, and that's fair. You I mean you're allowed I, to have I your was, opinion. I liked it, but I was still disappointed at the same time. Fair. Yeah. This is one that three, a third of the way through, I didn't think 
it would be my book. I was just kept saying that. This is just, well, I remember you texted me. It's hard to me. read. It's hard to digest. <laughs> it's going to be hard to talk about. You text me. I, I, I finished like 80% of it right when I got it. And then when we realized it was going to be a week before, you know, we actually did this podcast, I was like, ah, I got to have it, the ending at least. Yeah, I read it head. all yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you got, what did you say? You got like a third of the way through or halfway through and you messaged me. And you yeah, were about like, halfway through. I, I was like, this know. is going to be hard to talk about. I, I don't know if I can give a rundown of this. And I, I still don't think I did it justice or I. And I know oh, there I was fucked so many amazing parts that we missed out, like the homage scene in the movie theater when you get the yep. creators. Yeah, you get that. All those cameos. Yeah, yeah. Um, the it's just the, there's so many great parts. Even just even cutting up the hot dog. Yeah, that's great. When he goes to the store to to get the hot dogs, the clerk is like, "Oh, no veggie tray, Mister Free." Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, there's there's a lot of great. Like the, I, Batman kills babies. I know there's something more to that and I can't place it. I've seen it somewhere else. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if that was a post I've seen on Twitter like or something. foreshadowing in the future Batman? No, 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 no. I'm saying that it's, 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 it's been an ongoing joke outside of this comic, I Are you believe. sure? Because I've got my tinfoil hat right here. I'm ready to put it on. Uh, mine's always on, buddy. <laughs> I can't get the headphones on right. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, all in all, I, I it was a cool story. It was just wasn't the story I was expecting. It was a story well told, but for somebody that's like, oh, I want to know what Mr. Miracle is, like myself, this is not the book like to jump on. No, this is not your stereotypical comic book. If, no. If you're trying this, to this find is, somebody... And like, this is riddled with cynicism. It's got a very nihilistic uh, tone to it. Well, it's probably what kept me in. And a lot of people probably won't like seeing their heroes being portrayed in this sad, broken extent. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, you're getting that other Heroes in Crisis, too. It's an extremely, extremely divisive book, apparently. You like it or or you don't. Yeah. I think Tom King's just become a divisive writer. Does this book make me like Tom King any less? No. Uh... But it does make me a little more aware of what I could be getting into next time I pick up a Tom King book. And has I've, has Tom King faced any kind of mental illness or anything like that? Yeah, uh, he was in a mil- he was a military man, and that's so, okay. So he probably has PTSD or has scurried with it. You know, I I really get that reading this. I mean, it really feels close to home. Yeah. Yeah, you almost wonder if Mitch Gerard's messed with some shit either, man. Because the dude, like, knew how to draw the faces. He knew how to capture this emotion. There was never any question of emotion in this book. There was a question, on my end, of pacing of emotion. But there was never a point where the dialogue didn't match the facial tone. And when it did, it really showed that disconnection. Right. Yeah. Purposefully. Right. Right. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's a billion things to enjoy, and there's a trillion things to question about this book. It's, I could see why it was highly acclaimed because it's so different. Yeah. Um, a lot. Of, I have another book now. I actually because of this book, I am going to go through and read Tom King's Vision now, because you I hear it's very similar one. to this type of whatever. Um, see, so, Vision, I, I, can, I can actually see liking this sort of style for a character i think that would really fit for his character mr miracle the few things i have seen from him have always been this like bigger than life carefree always escaping kind of character and so i just it was weird for me to see that on here i feel like it fits more home with like the bruce wayne i think that it's a good batman style 
because Batman, like it or not, he's always the strongest, most prepared, smartest man in the room. He's always got every answer for everything. And then showing that human side that he does have self-doubt. He is breaking. He has gone through a lot. I like seeing that. Yeah, no, it's... I I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. I totally agree with the praise on this book. I know when we first started, <laughs> when we first walked in here, I was in table flip mode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's not your style of comic book, and that's that's fair. And people who have your style, maybe they can listen to this and say, maybe this isn't the book for them. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not a simpleton book, that's for sure. Yeah. It's definitely not a simpleton book. Oh, and I'm book. sure... We got a lot wrong. I'm sure I, I screwed up a lot of this book. And if I did, I would love for somebody to reach out to us and, you know, fact check us. Keep, keep us honest. Yeah, for sure. And this is only like an hour podcast this time, so you guys might actually have time to listen to Finish the whole, the damn whole thing. thing. <laughs> and if you did not read this book and you, you actually made it to the end of this podcast. Oh, by podcast, the way, spoilers. Right. Well, we, well, that's, just, that's kind of the content we have. Uh, should, should we start opening up with that? We probably should. Yeah. We probably should, or at least in the disclaimer, like in the description of the title. Maybe we should workshop know. something. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we're working on this, guys. Let's yeah. know. Well, yeah, yeah, if you did not read this book and you made it to the end of this podcast, even though I spoiled the whole book for you, I, I recommend <laughs> you, you go through. Give us a read. This, this reads like a novel. Do the trade. I don't know if I could have stuck with this on a monthly release, but as a trade, it read really well for me. Nice, nice. Well, I liked it. Uh, Tom King, Mitch Gerard's doing the thing. I'm actually going to go read some more of their shit here because it's comic book day. I got a podcast to record again in a few days. So uh, we're going to be coming out with more and more different types of content. We're just we're playing with some shit right now. We're not diverting from our original formula. We're no, just adding to, to, add it. to it. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be getting more and more of this type of stuff. Or you won't. I don't know. We're going to try it anyways. Yeah. So... Thanks for making it this far with us, guys. Please uh, share us with your friends if you think they would like it. Yeah, you guys know where you listen to podcasts. That's where we're at. And YouTube, too. So, And uh, we did start an Instagram. Got to remind you just because that's new. Twitter, uh, that's where you're going to yell at us the loudest because that's where I'm going to listen the most. So. Yeah. We would love to hear from you guys, for real. Yeah, and if you have another, like, trade recommendation, like, we've already got another one, too. It's going to be the professional wrestling something, something, something. I don't have it in front the of me. The comic book story of professional wrestling. I yeah, believe. that's, yeah, there you go with your memory. Um, yeah, so eventually we're going to get around to doing that. So, if as you guys recommend them, as long as it's not massively long or, like, an entire omnibus, like, I'm, I'm cool with, like, a 300-page trade. Yeah, fucking throw it at us eventually. But in the meantime, you assholes read responsibly. It's comic book day. Enjoy yourselves. Cheers. Cheers.